Welcome to the Koji Podcast. We have here Nicholas Tessere and uh, David Gutu's mother, Spinoza. <laughs> How are you doing today? Hello. Top of the... Well, what's going on? Night time now. <laughs> Down of the night. Okay. I didn't even get to hear yours. Okay. Well, I was trying it, but the thing gets... Sorry. It's like top of the morning. <laughs> well, top of the morning, sir. Did you clean up my chimney? I find a I found a chimney cricket. <laughs> chimney. Okay. Alright, so we are on the second episode of the series. I don't know, what would we call it? Like romantic movie chick flicks. Va- <laughs> Valentine themed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> chick, chick flick. What day is this? Specifically You know what I'm thinking? We okay, should, okay, okay, we should okay. probably do rom com. I'm just Bro. saying. Anyways. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. This is a series of February. Romantic movies. The second episode. And today we'll be on Pride and Prejudice. Bum, so, bum, bum. I watched it before, so I watched it twice. And you watched it. Like last week, I think? Yeah, for the first time. The first time? After Rebecca tried convincing you for like so long. <laughs> and then Nicholas. I had to force myself to he, watch it. Like, <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I actually started enjoying it, so. <laughs> but that's you just like time. felt like gouging your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> In the beginning of the day, I was like, oh, no, boy. I mean, for me, it was just like, I was like, okay, is it really that boring? Or is it just like, just my, my male mind, you know, my testosterone filled mind because I'm filled with so much you know it's just ridiculous it pours <laughs> out of your sweat no, I'm just <laughs> so um, what are you guys first thought first thoughts on the movie like because I know beforehand we were like this is like gonna be the most boring movie ever and what did it turn out to be like I'll, I'll answer last I'll answer last okay. <laughs> I guess it puts me first <laughs> uh, my first thoughts was I was like wow the language they speak is so boring to me but then I got into it and I was like okay now I'm digging it <laughs> yeah I mean it sort of it, it makes sense but at the same time they are still saying simple things yeah very they, they like to uh like like so fancy yeah so <laughs> it's like just saying a bunch of random things just to, I mean uh, so many words just to say one little thing like I guess now we sort of simplified it. The cinematography <laughs> of the movie was really good. I enjoyed that, too. I think that's what made it better. And I know there's other versions of the movie before. The I think it's the 2005 one. Um, before that, there's a... I, I know there's different versions of it. I haven't seen those ones. But whenever I hear, like, Pride and Prejudice, the movie, that's usually what people most likely think of. Uh, I imagine the cinematography and maybe the actors also did a fantastic job. Hmm. Acting was really good spot. <laughs> I will say we have let it be known we have not read the book. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. gotta mention <laughs> it. Okay, like, this is a review on the movie, okay? This is on the movie, not on the book. And this is a tw- 2005 version with Kira Knightley, okay? We're not talking about the old movie version. I don't care, okay? I don't care if you know we're completely wrong about these characters. We're basing it on the movie, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go. Um, I mean, I thought it was gonna be really boring, and it—I mean, it was—it wasn't action filled because usually my kind of movies are like action filled. But it was—it uh, kept me interested enough to stay. But I was also—I wasn't embarrassed enough to leave. But I was still a little embarrassed. <laughs> 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 I was watching it. I convinced my. My si- little sister to put it on so I, I had an excuse to watch it. <laughs> and she left midway and my dad came in. <laughs> he was just like, what are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think, you know, out of all the, ro- at least the ones that we've reviewed and watched, out of all the romantic movies, it's like, probably one of the better ones. It's definitely one of the better ones just because it doesn't have all, <laughs> all that impurity. It's clean. And, and disgustingness, but, there are things that are wrong. I mean, obviously, the book is trying to highlight on... I mean, the movie is trying to highlight that these things are wrong, you know? So, if you want to point them out. Okay, so, I, I guess for me, yeah, like, you know, I, I had the same uh, thoughts going into it. Like, oh, this is just going to be a boring movie. 
and then I actually watched it, and I was still bored. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I I don't know what it is. It's just it's just. Um... <laughs> no, 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 no. I I mean, I mean, you know, the, the more I thought about the movie, like, like I, I had to like think about the movie more after watching it, and then I I was you know. I began to appreciate it more, but like in the middle of it, like you said, I mean, I'm used to like other movies or whatever and more action or whatever. So, um, it was just hard for me to follow the dialogue, especially cause I love subtitles and, and that, you know, we were watching it with subtitles, right? But it was not synced with the, with the voice, <laughs> you know? So then, you know, for me, they were kind of talking fast and I was like, what? I'm like trying to read. And then the voice is saying something else. And I'm like, you know, I was kind of, you know got off guard <laughs> um what are things in the movie that you thought that are actually really good or that you think that more people should um like bring into the relationship okay well <clears throat> i mean well first of all i, I do want to say like this is a very clean movie that you can show to your kids and uh you know get good lessons from it or whatever um <laughs> some, 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 some good. I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of stories where you can see where bad things happen. And you can learn from them, right? But the, the, there's another phenomenon in movies, and especially in Hollywood, where they'll show a bad situation. Although, you know, people who want to support the movie say, "Oh, well, you know, that's just showing what not to do or whatever." It's like, no, no, no. Hollywood is clearly trying to highlight that this is good behavior. You know what I mean? Or at least that it's acceptable or that, you know, nobody should have a problem with it or should just look the other way. But anyways, so so in this in this movie it doesn't really do that. You know, it kind of um it, it kind of just displays the characters and and uh you know, the different pitfalls and then it shows virtue in, in other people. Um so I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I I would show this to my daughters just for fun. Just for fun, you know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying. I mean, to think I, of I would, something. Here's the thing: is that I wouldn't get a movie <laughs> and just be like, okay, watch this movie um, and you learn how to date. With it, you know, <laughs> you like you haven't seen Pride and Prejudice. You have to watch it. Oh. It's just a, I mean, to me, it's just a movie. You know, it yeah. isn't like. Oh, I'm gonna show my kids so that they know how to, how to, you know, how relationship works, relationships work, or anything like that. Um, but we thought it was just really funny to that guy is talking about this. I don't know. <laughs> because yeah, the, the concept sounded <laughs> funny, so we were like, you know what? Let's just do it. <laughs> Bunch of men talking. We got. About an, yeah, we got, it's not like we have anything better, uh, anything else better to do with our lives, anyways. Well. <laughs> i mean after saying that i was bored I, I do want to say that it is interesting and and one thing that i was thinking about was maybe the book is lacking a lot of context for like especially things that they're probably thinking in their minds or you know like you know how like in a, in a in a book you know a little gesture will like change the context of the situation you know it doesn't but in the movie you know it's just all happening you know seemingly real time you know and it's kind of just going really quick. Or in a book, you can kind of enjoy that more. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, those are my first thoughts about the movie. Uh, my first thought was definitely the conversations. It reminded me of all those Victorian books and stuff like that, mm -hmm. how they always talk mm -hmm. like that. And you know, it's like it's, I guess you can say it's on its own like subgenre. Mm -hmm. Some people love that to death, and some people get bored of it. I kind of get bored to death. But once you once I get started into something, I mean, like you can put the pieces together. Yeah, you, you know? can you can put the pieces together, which is fun. Mm -hmm. And then I like some of the character dynamics; they were pretty fun, and to kind of see how they would bounce off each other, and you know, Pride and Prejudice. The, definitely, those are the two main themes of the whole film, mm -hmm. and also the novel. Um, should we give a little summary? Probably should give a little summary oh, of yeah, the movie, yeah. right? Um, I think you probably be the best qualified because I'm like. Oh, no. So there were two people. Have you heard me explain things on this podcast? Like you can no, barely I understand haven't. what I'm saying. <laughs> so there were. Well, you're you're like one of my best friends, and you don't want my podcast. Hey, hey, hey! I'll start. It's because you're white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you guys take your turns explaining it in your own in your own time. Oh yeah, man. there you go. Do, like scene by scene. Uh, okay. And well, we have to act it out too. No, I'm just kidding. Act it out. <laughs> Too many words to be able to... <laughs> <clears throat> well, just s summarize it in your way in, like, what, 10 to 15 seconds? 
<laughs> That's a little too quick. Okay, okay, okay. Have, have okay, try to go as, as fast as you can. I mean, not, you know, like, easy, quick. Um, I mean, I can break it down pretty fast, I guess. I mean, there's a... F- wait, wait, ready? Set, go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, there's a family. They're all, uh, yeah. all daughters, and they all mm-hmm. and the mother wants them all to get married mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Because that's how you make uh-huh. money, I guess. Don't get stuck in the details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, running short. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One of the main daughters. Uh, what I forget her name. Is there like a Elizabeth? Ma- is there like a main like? I guess. Well, I guess. For every family, are you like the main son or what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, main son of you then. Um. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Elizabeth, she has to, uh, she meets a man that she kind of likes, but then at the same time doesn't. She's very prideful and has prejudice towards him as well, and as well as the guy has towards her as well. But they have some sort of like spark or, you know, something there, but really not. Um, all the other daughters get into other different situations with other men. They end up getting kind of heartbroken, but then end up marrying. Um, at the end of the day, Elizabeth and Darcy kind of get married. That was a horrible explanation of the whole film, but hey, it's a romance movie. <laughs> love. <laughs> Dang it, you took my summary. I was just going to say love. love. <laughs> uh, okay, so for me, there was a man and there was a woman. They both had pride and prejudice, and many things happened in the relationship that removed that pride and removed their prejudice. They let the god down and they let love take the wheel. They got married in the end, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> All, I mean, other things happen with their sisters, but that's beside the point. <laughs> oh, dang, he's cracking his neck. <laughs> Actually, I think I, I'd rather let Andrew Tate um, explain for me. Oh, yeah, he's, call- he's, calling in, he's calling in right now. I'm going to channel him, okay? All right, let's start humming. I'm <laughs> just going <laughs> to... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh. Oh, wait, we just got word. Andrew Tate's in the building. What? <laughs> well, I actually love the movie. I thought that people... <laughs> no, I hated it. Because it is about status. We men should have as much money and cars as they possibly can. Status. Status. Carriages, by the way. Yes, what color's your carriage? <laughs> oh, okay, that was a little weird. <laughs> what color's your carriage? Now I just sound gay. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was, okay. Um, with Andrew Tate? Okay. <laughs> so I'll summarize it. Come okay, on. okay, okay. If I was Mr. Darcy, I would have taken all the sisters. You know why? Because in the UK, you can marry someone who's 16 years of age. That's not a minor. You see? <laughs> have, you, you've, have you heard him talk about that, though, actually? Really? No. He's like DMing sixteen-year-olds because they're not For considered. Real? Yeah, because they're not considered uh, minors uh, in the UK. <laughs> when people cut that close to the edge. It's like, come on, just, just stop. We know, like, no. Okay, so I'll, I'll give my actual take. Um, well, I mean, I, I think the reason I liked it is just because it's sort of breaking the boundaries between status or status. <laughs> <laughs> status. Because, because. Um, you know, Mr. Darcy could have gotten any other rich woman to be even richer than he was, but he was already, you know, filthy stinking rich. Could but have married his aunt. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> or whoever that he was. He was okay, like um, marrying Elizabeth, and it wasn't about because she had money or she would bring him some sort of like worldly accomplishment or anything like that. It was more like that he saw that she was not like other girls. <laughs> that she was like, <clears throat> I guess. Um, could, could you say that she humbled him in a way? And then he was like, what is this feeling? I guess so. Like, it was more like, uh... <clears throat> he's like, I love this! <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's because he's into abusive relationships. He wants to be hurt by the other. That's, that's the only way whoever loves someone is if they hurt him. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean I, because like we were saying, the whole movie... Everyone is after someone because they want to, you know, be rich or have some some sort of status mm-hmm. or just, you know, feel some emotion like the like Lydia, uh, one of the younger sisters. And <clears throat> but this was more out of like, I guess, I guess you could say a truer like love because it wasn't for anything worldly. It was more of I, w- I want to be with this person because I think that we would fit together right. You know what I mean? And yeah, that was my take on the movie. Oh wait, I was supposed to summarize it. <laughs> no, but I mean that, that, that was a, that was a good take. That was a good take. I mean, I guess I'll go too for the 
bunch of other characters. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, I mean, I know that you really, really want to talk about Mrs. Bennett. Okay, so confession here, Mrs. Bennett is my wife. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, I think one thing that really stood out to me was Mrs. Bennett, the mom of Elizabeth, because she was just like, <laughs> like, we need to go to this party so that you can see rich men and be with them and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, just like, she didn't really care about, I guess, their salvation or because they were, you know, Anglican, I assume, you know, if they're in England. So, I mean, they had some sort of religion in them. And so she didn't really care about um, really, like, the quality of the person they were with, just, like, if they were able to provide. And that was solely just that, it, you know. And I think that sort of reflects on, like, people today where they're, like, um, like, someone won't let their daughter marry someone because, or they won't let, not let them, but they'll just, like, always discourage it just because they have, like, less money or whatever. But you got to focus on the character, you know, on the content of his character. And um, Mrs. Bennett didn't do that. <laughs> like, because Lydia, like, you, I think you said, right, that, were you saying, did you mention that Lydia left? Oh, yeah, when she was with the soldier boy. Yeah, with, she went with Mr. Wickham, and obviously um, they, they eloped, and but they weren't getting married because he was too poor, and she, her fam, she was poor, too, her family was poor. And so Mr. Darcy saved the day or whatever, but, um, <clears throat> like, Mrs. Bennett didn't really care. Oh, like, like she was just happy that their family name wasn't ruined. She didn't care, really care about the daughter. You know, the whole time she was thinking, oh, we're ruined. Our family is going to look like a disgrace and everything. Even though she, the mom makes them, <laughs> their fam like, embarrasses their family every time they go to a party. And that, that's something that Mr. Darcy himself explained, like, to Elizabeth. Like, okay, I know your family's crazy, but I want to be with you, you know? Um, so yeah, um, you guys have any I mean, come on, what what greater love is that, you know? Even though your family's crazy, I still love you, and, you know, I want to start my family with you. You know, why, how could she have taken that as an insult? Makes <laughs> no sense. <laughs> I mean, you had some great, pretty great points about Mrs. Bennett. I think the father should have been a little more, you know, oh, yeah, father-like <laughs> in what? the family. She, she were the, the pants <laughs> in the family. <laughs> I well, mean, I guess the skirt. He seemed to be more in charge of like the property and like to provide for the family, but that seemed about it. Taking tending to his daughters, I didn't see too much of that. Yeah. So, where I think a father can also be a good you know figure for uh, you know like the late the children. Well, yeah, because he's supposed to be like the example of what their his daughters should be looking for in a man. You know? uh, yeah, and of course he should be uh, not like super super active. And you know, you know, controlling the relationships, obviously, oh, yeah. but, but he should be, he should, he should definitely try to give his opinion on, you know, on, on different people based on their virtue, you know, like, um, and when it came to Wickham, you know, if, if somehow he could have noticed that, you know, that someone was interested in him and, and what does he know about Wickham or, you know, maybe try to get to know him. I don't know. You know what I mean? To kind of just look after his daughter. Cause because, uh, for example, um, I'm sorry, I think you did mention this earlier, right? That Lydia ran away with Wickham. Yeah. And, um, but that, that's because they were going to go to a party, right? And the dad was like, oh, he's not. But it was like in a different, like pretty far away, right? It was far away and it was by herself or what? It was by herself, but like, I guess it was like it was, with her and like there was some, some family that they knew, I think. Yeah. So, so the point is that, <clears throat> um, Elizabeth she knew that something bad was probably going to happen but her dad was kind of being a little bit careless a little bit uh inattentive you know to... well, cuz he asked elizabeth for her opinion in letting lydia go yeah to that party with the, all the soldiers and even with elizabeth's good opinion he's like ah, it's okay and then what, and then what and then what happens is she gets kidnapped <laughs> okay maybe not We're kidnapped, not really kidnapped no like... she elopes or whatever mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously that's... Um, and how old was she? Like, 15? 16? Hey, this is like the 18th century. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andrew Tate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's good now, but... Back then, I mean, you were in there super young. So, uh, the, the point is that me in that situation would be like, uh, girl, I don't want you going anywhere by yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want you to have someone with you that we know, or, or you know, maybe... 
I don't do, do they allow me to go to that party? You know, so I know that you're safe at least, you know. I don't want to I don't want to be talking for you in relationships like, you know, being your chaperone, you know, or anything. I just want to know that you're safe, you know. So, that that's what I saw like he should have been more protective of his daughters. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I guess at one point he did stand up for Elizabeth when she didn't cuz remember the her cousin, the the pastor, Mr. Collins? Yeah. He wanted to marry her, but she didn't like him at all. Like, she, she thought he was weird, and he proposed to her. And the mother was was trying to force her to go with Mr. Collins because, you know, he could give her a good life or whatever, and, you know, he had some money. But, but like, why are you going to go with someone if you don't actually love them? You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. And, and so at that point, the dad did sort of step in and say, whoa. Well, I don't even have to say it, but he just, you know, sort of stood up for, for a little bit. Kind of, but, like, <laughs> like I, I feel like Mrs. Bennett kind of just, like, I don't know, just, like, uh, like machine gun. She has that, she had that machine, she always has that machine gun approach to her words. And the dad's kind of like, oh, just getting shot over here. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> I wave the white flag, but in secret, you know. You know, shouldn't marry him, you know, <laughs> but whatever. So uh, I was going to say when it comes to virtue, um, I think Elizabeth, she has not, Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth perceived and well, may, maybe, maybe she did see a lack of virtue in, in uh, Darcy because he, you know, he is, he does look down on people, right? Uh, maybe, and has some rash judgment, but she also saw the virtue in him of of uh, the other things that she did that he did for for love of her right so he the, the different things that he did were um saved well not only did she save Lydia right because it was a great scandal because you know they weren't married and they eloped together you know so basically it says it says something bad about the, her her character and, and the character of her family so Mr. Darcy kind of saved them by giving the money to Wickham so that they could get married. Mm -hmm. you know, cause Wickham was basically like, uh, if you give me money, then I'll get married with her. You know, so you know, and um, so that's one good thing. And the other good thing that she did was that he did was bring back Mr. Bingley so that his her Elizabeth's older uh, sister, Jane. sister Jane could marry. Um, Mr. Bingley. Mr. Bingley because at first he had discouraged it, but because he we mentioned Mr. Bingley, right? Or no? Uh, I don't think we have him. He was one of Mr. Darcy's, Darcy's like rich friend, well, best friend. Best friend, friend. <clears throat> and he had persuaded his friend that Jane, Elizabeth's older sister, didn't actually love him. And well, because Mr. Darcy actually believed that. Like, that's why he, David was saying that he sort of looked down on people and made rash judgments on them before. You know, some. I mean, sometimes it was true, but other times it was. Maybe he made it too quick of a judgment, you know, and uh, yeah, it was just his perception, and it wasn't the reality. Yeah, and so, but at the end, Mister Darcy brings them back together, just to get with Elizabeth. So I don't know if he's a simp or he's virtuous. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I guess Mister Darcy had a really big influence on Mister Bling because. He would he took advice from Mr. Darcy like he trusted him even with his own relation advice <laughs> even though he was like truly in love with Jane and the, he was like I can do it like he probably could have stand up for himself be like Mr. Darcy I got it and then just did his own thing mm -hmm. but um, Mr. Darcy was like no don't go for it and he and he's like you know what I'm not gonna go for it and really but I mean advice. but Mr. Ringley should have at least just talked to Jane that's yeah. all he, that's literally all he had to do but he was like oh 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 He's like super nervous around Jane. But uh, yeah, he could have just stuck up for Mr. Darcy, being his own man. You know, <laughs> I mean, even if he was gonna go out with him, you gotta be your own man. You gotta, you gotta be the father figure. You can't let Mr. Darcy <laughs> guide your marriage <laughs> the entire way. You gotta be the person. So it's good to start there and kind of like build yourself up, and then you can, you know, have your character built. So am I Mr. Darcy to you when it comes to relationships? You do boss people around. <laughs> So the, I mean, the only two main guys. That, oh, I guess there's three guys, right? Wickham, Wickham, Darcy, and Bingley. But Wickham's kind of more. Oh, Collins, huh? Mm -hmm. Well, I was gonna say who who of each of us is is more. <laughs> I you know what, Mr. Collins was funny he though. He was straightforward. 
the man. <laughs> he was a character. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. To me, see, like, whenever I, I saw his performance, to me, it reminded me of a comedy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, I don't actually, know, like. I came here to marry you. Exactly. <laughs> I intend to follow you throughout the night. That's all right. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, um, but you, you guys might not know this, and because you know, I, I don't know, like I, I, I display it so well, but I actually practice what I'm about to say before I say it or whatever. Mm. And it was I just know, <laughs> <laughs> like to me, it was funny, you know, like a, I don't know. If the man spoke better, he would have been the chat of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the man knew what he wanted. I mean, okay, people have disagreed with me, but one thing I did want to touch on is, because remember Elizabeth rejected his proposal, Mr. Collins' proposal? But then, like, a, a couple of days later, or maybe, I don't know how long later, her best friend, sorry, Mr. Collins uh, proposes to Charlotte, and Charlotte accepts. And, I mean, I think this personally, but some people don't agree. Some people, no. <laughs> But, uh... I mean, for me, I think at least, at the very least, it's questionable whether Charlotte actually loved him because she did think he was weird. And she, like, her excuse for going with him was, oh, but he's going to give me, um, you know, home or whatever. You know, like, I mean, because she lived with her parents, but she was already older. Mm-hmm. And her excuse was like, oh, well, you know, he has money and I could be with him, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, did she, I think you could still question whether she actually loved him. Or what? What do, you, what do you think? Would anyone love Mr. Collins? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> maybe as a guy who judges character a little different than women, I don't. I don't know. The man he has a big heart, but small guy. <laughs> 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 maybe just changes a little his appearance, and then he'll probably be more respected. Well, I mean, uh, about what you were saying about Charlotte, I mean, um, I mean, it's true. You know. But that it could also be said about anyone. Like yeah. you, you never know the person's heart. But regardless of that, um, as Catholics viewing this movie, right? Like um, marriage, since marriage is a vocation, <laughs> you wink at the camera. Since since marriage is a vocation, right? Uh, from that from that day forward, <laughs> uh, each of you is the bestower of the sacrament. It's not the priest. So, uh, so you're, you're giving, you know, you're saying your vows that you're going to live, love this man. So you die, right? So whether she actually lives that out after she says your vows or not, it's up to her, right? But, uh, maybe there were other reasons for the marriage, but when she says those vows and she promises that love and that love she has to give. You know? Except their are Anglicans. Ooh, but here's a good question. Did Mr. Collins love Charlotte? Mm. Yeah, because the only reason he was going out to find someone was because, uh, the owner of the estate, Neither. what was her name? Uh, um, like Lady, Catherine. Lady Catherine demanded that he have a wife because he's a pastor, and uh, I guess she wanted him to like be the example of a family yeah. for like his congregation. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean, hey, it's something to think about. <laughs> so it wasn't really a real marriage. He was just needed someone to fix that hole. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because, because like, he started, started liking, liking Elizabeth, Elizabeth mm-hmm. but then, then all of a sudden he's like, like, oh, it didn't work, so he's just, just like, instantly, like, goes for some random person, person you know? Yeah. And they get married, like, very soon after that. No single blessedness. Oh, there's no single blessedness. Everyone's getting married. So one thing we, we, we noticed is that back then, um, it is a good, it, I think it's really good that, that they're more focused on their vocation, like, back then. I think that's something that we've sort of lost. Obviously, we've already pointed out all the bad things that they had back then, like, you know, at least in the movie, with, you know, that they would do it for status or for money or whatever. But I think it is good that that they were looking for the vocation because what is our vocation for, right? God gives each one of us as Catholics, you know, well, everyone, a, a, a vocation, and we have to follow through with it. Um, <clears throat> and the thing is that we'll be most happy doing that vocation, whether it's being married, whether it's being a priest, or being, you know, in the religious life. And, yeah, I think that's that's something that, that we need more days. M- nowadays, because I think it's sort of like a bunch of young people, they, like, when they should, they should be started, they should start thinking about their vocation when they were, like, pretty young. 
that they start developing the virtues necessary and start testing where they think they're they you know belong to you know um because then now like <laughs> people are in the 30s or late 20s and they're like oh what do i do <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's like well this whole time you were in college or whatever doing whatever like you're what you were just wasting all that time like your whole life is to reach heaven and your vocation is going to help you with that your voca your vocation is going to be the happiest and easiest way to heaven and god chose that for us you know at the day of our i mean in before the, the beginning of time you know would you say that at that time uh in history like they maybe they had uh they were doing all the right things but maybe they didn't have their heart in it and they were thinking more about status and all those other things that we were talking about. More for like survival. Whereas now we want to do it for the heart, but mm -hmm. you know, Hollywood kind of just distorts, <laughs> you know, our, you know, like all of our, the culture that we have now, it just distorts everything. Mm -hmm. And it's saying that the heart is either sensual pleasure or emotional pleasure. Well, yeah, because now when people see two young, two people that want to get married, um, they just see, oh, they just, they just want to do it because. You know, for fun or whatever, you know, um, you know, for the mar marital acts or whatever, and or because they're just or they're they're desperate or they're young, you know, they're too immature. And obviously, obviously, you look around, you know, people are not mature, you know, as they were back then. But that doesn't mean it's still impossible for someone young to be mature. You know, I've met forty, fifty-year-olds, you know, older than that, who are not even as mature as someone I've met that was sixteen or fifteen. I mean, well, all, I think that's sort of touch on there. Right? Well, I mean, just that we have to bring that back. We have to have yeah, both. Yeah. You know, we have to have, we have to do the right thing. So we have to be, have the right maturity, and we have to have our heart in it. You know. Yeah, and, um, start accomplishing the goals necessary to. I mean, start doing the things necessary to reach that goal. You know, because if you're just like, oh, I want to get married, and you're just like laying back and just not working or, you know, just <laughs> not not really. You know, because you're not really... That means you don't really want to reach that goal. Mm -hmm. You're just saying that you want to just so you don't feel bad about it, you know? Yeah, or, or other people could, like, uh, see a young couple or whatever and be like, Whoa, they got married so young? I want to get married so young. And then they'll just basically fall into all the Hollywood stuff that we were talking about, you know? Just, you know, they're just in La La Land. Or, <laughs> um, you know, uh, what's it called? Pun not intended or whatever. Magic <laughs> <laughs> movie. <laughs> well, I guess it's more of a musical, but <laughs> and um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so so uh, so that they'll just rush into marriage like a Hollywood movie, right? But that's not what we're trying to get at here, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, so I would say to the, to the young person that wants to get married, okay, become virtuous, you know. Mm -hmm. um, who knows? Maybe Jane Austen can help you. <laughs> maybe, no, if you like reading, maybe pick up one of her books. <laughs> no, and it's like it's like. Uh, well, I was talking with my dad today, and he was talking about he was reading the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis, and uh, it's basically a letters, you know, a fictional, you know, fictional letters between two demons, and the nephew demon is trying to, um, you know, bring someone to hell for eternity, <laughs> and the uncle is helping him, you know, giving him advice. And so he was like, I guess the person that, you know, that he was working with, the nephew was working with, he converted. And he was getting, he was panicking and everything. And so he was telling the uncle and the uncle was like, don't worry, don't worry. Because even though they've converted, that doesn't mean they've, they've, uh, that means that they still have their bad habits. You know, maybe they've ch changed their, their way of thinking, but they still have their bad habits. They haven't gained the virtues still. And so right now, there's it's still, like, right now, just um, <clears throat> have them focus on the, the most, you know, more material things or more, like, sensual things. So that way, um, he gets sucked back into it, you know? Or maybe even goes into, like, a lukewarm phase, which is even worse. So, yeah, I think if you if you think about young marriage, think about it seriously and maturely. Mm -hmm. Sorry for... <laughs> uh, and, uh, but, okay... Because marriage, you know, I'll, <laughs> you, like nowadays everybody, you know, laughs at marriage like, oh, yeah, worst decision of my life. Or I don't know, like, uh, or I don't know, like, I, yeah, I was happy and, 
then I got married. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they, you know, like like that. That's everywhere. Like everybody hears that. But uh, but uh, and marriage is supposed to be a cross, but not the cross. Not not in the way that people portray it. You know. So it, it shouldn't. Uh, whenever people have that, um, what's it called? Um, whenever people think that about marriage, or it's just a drag on my life, and I just I just want to be free. You know. Mm -hmm. That's because maybe you haven't matured, <laughs> you know, you, you don't want to take on any duties, you know, and um, so so the reason marriage is a cross is not because it has, uh, you know, because it's annoying and it just restricts you from doing what you really want to do. Uh, marriage is a cross because it's a total giving of yourself, you know, so, so uh, someone entering marriage has to realize that it's, you know, me sacrificing myself on the cross. And giving it my hundred percent, you know, there's no fifty-fifty in a marriage. There's a hundred percent and hundred percent, you know. So th there, because there's two individual souls in this marriage that are united, you know. It's not like I'll give you fifty percent of my effort and you give me no, 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 no. You give me all of your soul when you say those marriage vows. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was uh, think seriously about marriage. <laughs> and you know, if you're young, it's, this is good. You know, we need a lot of young people. Because obviously, you know, everybody says, oh yeah, we need the young people, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, they just want them to sing Kumbaya by the fire or whatever. It's like, no, no, They just no. want to see the numbers. Yeah, yeah. They just want them to show up or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. I don't want them to just show up. I want them to give their lives in marriage or in the priesthood or, you know, things like that. So, yeah, that's... that's uh, <laughs> and all, all this came from one word, no single blessedness. <laughs> because a lot of people think that... Uh, you know, a vocation, or that being single is a vocation, which it's not, I mean, it's it's a state of life, you know, uh, it's a state of life that many people have, I mean, everybody has been in at one point, you know what I mean, I'm married now, you guys aren't married yet, <laughs> yet, 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 yet. Hey, call up Nick, I'll put his phone number in the description. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and people say, oh, it's beautiful, beautiful to be single, which it can be, but it depends on what you're thinking about. You know what I mean? If you're thinking it's beautiful to be single because I'm growing, you know, I'm I'm growing to the and, and I'm I'm moving towards my goals. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because God sometimes He does want us to like, especially for some people, like to stay single for a little longer, maybe for patience or whatever reason He has. But maybe there are no eligible women. You know, yeah. it's just. Or maybe He needs to grow up a little more. <laughs> you know, God is just like this guy needs. Serious butt whooping, yeah. or he wants them for the priesthood, you know. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, speak to your spiritual director. <clears throat> but I he I've heard Father Ripper say that you know, if if you're single for a long period of time, you know, years or whatever, and uh, you still can't find anyone, maybe you should start looking into the priesthood, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, but then, then also, I think Father Ripper has mentioned also that, um. The, the reason he sort of liked, you know, he's for, you know, young couples ma getting married is because when, when you're alone for so long, you start getting these habits that are more, like, self-centered, you know? Yeah. And so when you have to be with someone, <laughs> like, you all of a sudden decide you want to be with someone, it's going to be a lot harder, and you're going to have all these habits that you're going to bring into the marriage because you're so used to just having everything for yourself. Um, but I think that has to do the same thing with maturity, mm -hmm. you know? Because I'm not saying that every single person is, you know, self-centered. Self yeah, and that's all connected I mean, the same way to, like, the priesthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. religious life. Mm. I think it's good to uh, study up on marriage or if you're looking at, like, the different vocations to really study and to understand what it's all about. Mm. And that will give you also, if it doesn't work out with one, it will probably give you a better understanding for the other. Uh, it's, it's really good to, you know, figure out what you want and what God wants you to have. And then from there, I mean, it would be a little smoother transition. And you probably won't fail as much. But, I mean, you're always going to struggle. There's always going to be a struggle in every situation you're going to be in. But uh, at least it won't be as bad or you won't be as clueless. You'll know kind of where to look for or, like, what's kind of, like, a red flag that's going to pop up that you can avoid. So it's good to kind of, like, you know, have both your eyes open while driving. <laughs> uh, what would you give advice to someone who's, like, well, I can't find anyone, like you know, who's virtuous and blah, blah, blah. And, but they're not even, like, going on dates with anyone. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, like, maybe they're not even talking to the girl. <laughs> they're just like, well, there's nobody. You know, like, what would, 
what would you say to that person? Oh. Like they're not trying? Or? Well, well, they, 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 they think they're trying, but they're not really trying. Um, work on yourself more, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I think at that point, you're sort of just like, you're stopping yourself at that point, you know? Yeah. If, yeah. They're, if they're clearly nobody there, like if, if there's like absolutely... Like if they're all like, <laughs> like Susans what... of the parish council. <laughs> just either go somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, maybe somebody might have high expectations. They're like, oh, you know, I didn't see this person doing this prayer or that prayer. Or, I don't know, they didn't stay longer after Mass. Or, you know, it's like, well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't in adoration. Yeah, they weren't in adoration or whatever. I was in adoration for one minute longer than them. (laughs) (laughs) I left as soon as they left. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh. Uh, so, so uh, if that's stopping them, they should actually talk to the person and get to know them, you know? I mean, uh, may- maybe they just haven't been introduced to Eucharistic adoration before. Maybe they, you know, may- maybe they love the Mass and they, you know, they love our Lord. Maybe they have a good relationship with God. Maybe they don't, and maybe, uh, maybe you, by you talking to them, it helps them or whatever. Um, obviously, you want to look for someone who has a good relationship with God. Um, at, at least to begin with, right? Like a decent relationship with God. Someone who goes to mass and, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> isn't in, you know sinning, <laughs> like uh, in a big way that you can tell. You know, like if you know that they're a bank robber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 uh, and that's another good reason to not put your total trust in someone. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? Uh, let me see. Jarcy is a potential sugar dad. <laughs> okay, what do you mean by that? I think you have to explain a little more. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I meant when when I wrote it. <laughs> and why bring you up? It sounded funny, and we. It does, but I don't think he's actually now thinking about it. He's probably not a sugar daddy. He's more of a sugar daddy. <laughs> and now we're getting some weird territory. <laughs> but um, to me, a sugar daddy is like someone who like pays for like the lady, but doesn't actually like spend time or doesn't care about her that much, and just like spends maybe a day there yeah. with her, and then she doesn't care for him, but she's just there because you know the wealth, mm-hmm. and that seems to be it. Okay, but I have to ground one thing. The girl has to pay on the first date, right? <laughs> Just oh, kidding. <laughs> Unless she asks you out and takes you out. <laughs> See, the man, he takes the, he gets to pay the place, so of course he has to pay. Now, if the girl picks the place, I, I'm, st- I'm still going to pay. I was about to be like, I, I don't think we could be friends anymore. <laughs> hey, I'm not breaking that standard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys, the guy's always going to pay. Yeah. Yeah, you get to carry that cross, man. It's like it's like practicing for marriage, right there, because he's gonna be the breadwinner. I mean, that's how it is. That's how God created it. One man, one woman. They both have their roles in marriage. Yeah, I, I suppose you can also see, you can also see. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> you got to see what kind of girl you want, also. So, like, so like if, if you, you if you, I want a tall blonde. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not what I mean. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, uh, maybe you, don't, maybe maybe you don't take her to somewhere too too fancy, and she's offended, like very offended. You'd be like, "Well, that's weird. You know, why are you so so offended at this?" I mean, I mean, yeah, that, okay. I think one. I think you're still getting in the territory of red flags, right? What's a red flag for you? Or what what are red flags for you? That are that are more subtle. Obviously, like if she's a bank robber. Okay, that's a red flag. You know. Ooh, a subtle red flag. Uh, hangs out with a lot of guys. Um, My sister. We're all brothers. <laughs> it's only all brothers, one sister. So, I'm sorry, she can't marry. <laughs> She's just one big red flag. Um, let's see. Probably, I would say like too emotional. Can't detach from that because that could be a problem later down the road. Gonna have to kill her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but how would that emotion? Like how? Yeah, how would you judge that? Because girls are emotional, obviously, mm-hmm. they're more emotional than men. But like, like where would 
Like, what would be some science? Um, it's like more much. science where they don't use their logic. If it's a logical situation, and they go based off more emotion towards a situation. Where it's like, you could be logical, like, saving your money. But they're like, I need it, though. And it's like, do you really need it? Like, trying to be logical, right? The logistics of it all. And you're like, it's, no. And they're just like, no, I need it. Like, they might be passionate about it. Because I think maybe... Because obviously, women are more led by emotions, like, more frequently. But I think what you mean is, like... Like, would she be willing to still follow me, even though... Because I showed her the rational path, but is she still willing to follow me? Yeah, Because, <laughs> obviously, if, if a girl just like, oh, no, I want to get this and this and that. I mean, that's normal. You know, you go <laughs> you go shopping with girls and, okay, well, I have to confess. I probably do the same too. But, um, yeah, I think what you're sort of getting is, like, if they're willing to follow, right? Or listen, at least listen yeah, to reason. Yeah. Maybe if they're not the ones that bring the reason in, but you brought it in. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Also, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is for guys <coughs> who are wearing the red tinted glasses. Yeah. I would say, like, when, also, like, when you bring up a concern in the relationship and they get overly defensive about it and they don't want to talk about it and they just almost demonize you for, you know, bringing that up or whatever, you know, so. <laughs> so, like, if you actually see a problem in the relationship and you bring it up and you actually want to talk about it, and she's like, oh, like, I'm sorry, I didn't know that you thought that. And, you know, I'm trying to understand you. You know what I mean? So, I think that's good. What about you? <laughs> okay, a red flag. Let me see. I mean, I think you sort of touched on that, but you were, like, talking about emotional. Um, I think maybe someone who's confused, you know? Someone who's not making a decision. And... Yeah, doesn't know what they want. Because they could be a good person. They could be nice. They could be, you know... Oh, actually, does a nice person really make a good person? You know? At the same time. You know, niceness isn't always everything. Um, there's times where you gotta put away human respect. But anyways, you gotta make sure if, that they know what they want. Mm-hmm. You know? Or at least, um, maybe if they don't know, you sort of, you know... I guess... <laughs> I mean, because obviously if you're a guy looking, you know, Catholic guy looking for his vocation, you want a girl that wants to get married, mm-hmm. right? And, you know. And who knows that. Yeah, and who knows that they want to get married and wants to have kids and, you know, a bunch of other things. And, but if they're just confused and like, what are you going to do? You know, sure, she's nice, but like, you're just going to be stuck. <laughs> <in some> place. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. So, and it's a good thing that you would use the word confusion because then. Um, other other girls could just have not really have given it much thought yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so then by you kind of ex- you know explaining what you would want out of a re- relationship, right? Because all relationships should uh, should be aimed towards marriage, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you were to explain that, she'd be like, okay, I know what you mean, and and obviously she should understand that you're not proposing to her on the yeah, spot, yeah, yeah. you know? You're just explaining. <laughs> I think we have to do, oh, yeah. do the cameras again. Yeah. So, so, anyways, so anyways, like I was saying, if you explain to to, uh, to the girl, like, uh, what you really want out of the relationship and that dating is supposed to be for marriage, um, then then the, the, the girl's supposed to understand, at least. You're supposed to be a good explainer, anyways. <laughs> you're supposed to be a good mansplainer. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Where is your toxic mask? <laughs> <laughs> Speak to me like that. And, uh... There he goes, explain it again. <laughs> <laughs> What's Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see women are watching this? You know, maybe like one or two. <laughs> <laughs> so they're supposed to understand that you're not proposing, right? Wait, is this still recording? Yeah. Okay. So you're not proposing, but you just want to make your intentions clear that you're that you're trying to get to know each other to see if you, you know, would really want to marry each other or if you, you know, whatever. And no hard feelings if, you know, maybe I change my mind about this relationship, mm-hmm. you know? And th- that's that's why uh, you shouldn't get too involved to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, by involved, what I really mean is, like, too attached. Emotionally attached. Emotion- emotionally attached. That's why you, that's why you're asking each other meaningful questions, right? Along, obviously, making it all fun. It's not just an interview, right? It's okay. yeah. So it's, no one wants to do that. Yeah, no, no, one, <laughs> no. When one. you want to get married. <laughs> <laughs>
Sign on the dotted line. Mr. Collins. You can't. You can't get a better deal. Ten month contract. Ten month And so yeah, I mean, both of you are just getting to know each other so that you could see if you could have the same values and the same idea of marriage, the same way you want to raise your kids, the same way you want to parent, and the oh, I guess the same thing, but. In the same way you want to, uh, yeah, live out live out your marriage and and your roles in that marriage. So yeah. Okay, and what do you think is a red flag in a guy? A red flag in a guy? Yeah. What about Mr. Wickham? Mr. Wickham. Wickham. Did Did you think he was a red flag to begin with? Or he had red flags? Or uh, he was more like a poser, was he not? Yeah. I think he was like trying to be like, oh, I'm a rich like soldier guy in the military well, yeah he was lying mm -hmm. to make himself look good mm -hmm. he, he didn't say he was rich i don't think he said he was rich well he did say he was lowly right yeah he's just like i'm just a poor oh no, yeah that's okay, true that's what I'm it is poor, he's poor, trying to play on her he loves me he's trying yeah. to he's trying to get the pity points yeah there you go He's a Maybe pick that, that's He's a, a pick me up. That's a red flag right there. Yeah. So I like, think all pick me up. <laughs> yeah. So I think Mr. Wickham's a pick me guy. Mr. Bingley, I'm sure probably had virtue, but he wasn't willing to stand up. I mean, he wasn't really w willing to like. Maybe he was willing, but he he wouldn't like take control of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Own yeah, yeah, exactly. Ownership of his life. Exactly. You know? And then Mr. Darcy, I mean. Uh, man, the guy was a legend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he had his flaws and everything, but at the end, he decides to do the right things. Exactly. And, I mean, I think that's the man you want to be, the one that corrects himself and tries to do better. Like I said, like, he did things, he went out of his way because he loved her, you know? And in the end, he was going to accept whatever uh, response uh, she had to his you know, offer of marriage or whatever, or profession of love or whatever. So he's like, by the way, I still love you. That's not going to change or whatever. <laughs> but if you say no, then it's okay. <laughs> I'll be sad, but it's okay. I'll, I'll be sad for a couple days. My PR should be good. <laughs> That's pretty cool PR. You just see him like in, the, in all his like fancy attire and he's just in the gym like... <laughs> <laughs> He's just carrying a horse. <laughs> oh, red flags, red flags, or what? Yeah, yeah, red flags and. and... I mean, there's so little. Really. Would you say there's more red flags in men or women? Or is it just like you know equal? Yeah, I mean that—that's the conversation a lot of people are having today. Like, people are, are either only only bashing on men or only only bashing on women. Yeah, that's true. Very true. So, um, I mean, I would say... Women. <laughs> no hesitation. I would say, because obviously uh, um, marriage obviously has to, has to have a head of the household, right? And he has to be the initiator of the relationship, you know? Um, so, so, but by default, all relationships that are not being initiated by a man properly and in virtue... You know, our bad relationships. So I suppose, you know, since we see the world, how there are so many fallen relationships or distorted views of relationships, then, you know, men are failing at that. But maybe they don't know that they're failing at that. I don't know. We weren't raised right because our fathers or our father's fathers. Or our forefathers. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's why, that's why we want to actually follow our faith and our vocation. Mm -hmm. And we want to raise good um, men and women. Exactly. You know? um, so that way, that instead of starting a generations of bad men, we start generations of good men. Exactly. We need some guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why we're talking about vocations so much, and you know, we 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 tend to be very passionate about it because uh, that's the only way to change the world. Basically, is to change its people. <laughs> you know, to to fill it with good people. You know, that's why we have to have a lot of kids. You know. So we actually raise them right and, you know, give them all these right ideals. In the end, they can reject or accept them. But I think if we raise them, if we raise them right, there's a high chance that, that, they, that they will mostly, all of them, will, um, will, you know, grow in virtue. Will know what a virtuous man is. 
And so, so that the men, knowing what a virtuous man is, that they can act like that man and initiate holy relationships. You know what I mean? And the women, seeing what a man truly is, you know, and also, you know, what a good uh, wife and mother her, her mom is, will see that uh, and, and desire that in a man. So, obviously, like I said, men are the initiators of the relationship. So, if any unvirtuous man were to initiate a relationship with her, then she can know to reject that. And not, not to let go of the virtue that was given to her, just for, just for um, you know, any pleasure that, that the relationship gives her. Because she knows that at the end, her faith is what matters. And that, um, and, and that you know, she wants to raise kids who are going to be good and going to have a good example of a father. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Basically, iron sharpens iron. He wants a good man so other men can look up mm -hmm. to that guy. And the same vice versa for women, too. And they can also see the, you know, the opposite role of a good man, too. Because, I mean, we got, like, loads of, like, men who are just doing absolutely terrible things and whatnot. Oh! <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but then again, it's just like, you know, there's that bad guy archetype. Mm. But, I mean, you can be a good guy. <laughs> I mean, nice guys don't finish last. I mean, well, I just I went way off topic for the nice guy whole argument, but it's more of um, David's more just like you know, have a good strong man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like like in the end, men are gonna change the world, you know. Like if 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 men don't are not the initiators of relationships, and they're not virtuous and strong, then nothing's ever gonna change, you know. If 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 the women take their job. And they're going to be the initiator of the relationship or whatever. And do you really want a husband that's not going to do anything? You know, that I don't know. Like, like if if there's something really wrong happening with with the daughter or the son or whatever, and he's just like, oh, I don't know, it's not my, you know, it's the, you know, whatever, whatever they want to do, whatever makes them happy or whatever. And the woman's just distraught. Like, I'm trying to, I'm tr like, I'm trying my best to lead this family, but it's like, no, man, like. What you don't understand is that that guy you were supposed to you were supposed to know how to pick a good guy you know what I mean and obviously you know things happen in life where maybe you didn't know things about him whatever you know that always happens the moment you see your vows that is your vocation you know but the point is that that he's the re, um, that men have to take that initiative uh, men have to have to really be strong because men are the only people that are gonna overall change the world you know what I mean? well yeah because like a lot of times um like throughout history you see that usually a man is like more easily corrupted than women and <laughs> and usually it's the woman that sort of like brings them back because obviously they want to be with, with the women but they're only going to be with a man if you know they have certain virtues or whatever but when feminine i mean I mean, obviously, feminism has been around since Adam and Eve, you know? But now, with the feminist movement, like, you know, actually calling it feminism and, you know, a whole movement behind it, with that brought is that they actually corrupted women. And so, now we're like, okay, you know, things aren't getting better, so we need to start, you know, like you said, take the initiative to start changing things. Because now we've, you know, obviously there's always been bad women, always been corrupt women, but you know, more and more corrupt women, you know, and so, uh, I, was, I mean, I think it's because men didn't take the initiative yeah, exactly. and, and stop whatever craziness, uh, that was going on in the feminist movement, like, like, to begin with, like, in the beginning, like, feminist w women, and I'm, this is first generation, you know, uh, they were, they want, uh, although they didn't do anything, uh, in the law, you know, but they wanted to work towards, Marriage, uh, I think, uh, men, I mean, women priests, that was something in their list, and they also wanted, uh, they also wanted women to be as promiscuous or whatever, to sleep around as, as much as, as men, or whatever, and so the only thing that we hear about is voting, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. but, the, but that's, in, in reality, the people who, 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 um, who started the feminist movement, they were actually after, so much more, <laughs> you know, other things that... So they want to start know. this, so, you know, to subtly get in. Exactly. They want to start, they want to start, start no. the and domino effect. It's because, like, feminism, feminists, like, they didn't want women to see the actual power they have. 
you know? Because mothers, like, they could change the world just by um, well, raising we, a man right. Well, raising a boy right. Yeah, the, the quote or, from Father Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, how did he say it? Well, I mean, other people have said oh. that, you know, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Oh, yeah. And so, I think, you know, I don't know. What twisted minds these feminists have, uh, you know, they want to do, you know, a lot of crazy things, but they, um, what's it called? They wanted women to look at motherhood and staying at home and taking care of your own kids as something bad, mm-hmm. as something to, that's not fulfilling, something that's demeaning, and that won't give you any purpose. Mm-hmm. And they, they say, well, instead, go to work, get a career, make loads of money, and then you'll be happy. Right. Well, and that's, that's not true. <laughs> you know, I mean, the only reason us men have to work, I mean, work is because we have to work to provide. I mean, obviously there's the billionaires that they, you know, want, they just want money or whatever. But for us, I mean, we do it out of necessity, you know? Exactly. If we didn't have to do this, we wouldn't. No, man, yeah, we wouldn't want to work. The reason why they pick up their shovels is because they, they have a purpose to pick up the shovel. Yeah. They have and, something behind. And when Adam and Eve, you know, they, they you know, ate of the forbidden fruit, he gave a curse to Adam, he gave a curse to Eve, and to Adam was that he has to work from the sweat of his brow till the day he dies. And to Eve, that, you know, she'll have labor pains, or a child, uh, you know, pains during labor. And now women want both curses. <laughs> you know, they want to take on both. And, and now you see also men, they're like, oh, I want to just stay home and chill. You know, yeah, I want to be a stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. And that's so contrary to the way God made men and women. They're supposed to be complementary, but not equal. You know, they're not. Well, I mean, e- like they don't have the same jobs. They, just, they have different jobs with the complementary. It's so funny how you say that, though, because like for the man trying to take the woman's role, it's like, it's like he's forsake. You know, he he's not taking up the curse that was given him, right? The sweat of his brow, and he still gets no labor pains. You know what I mean? Whereas the woman takes on the curse of Adam. And the curse of Eve, <laughs> you know. I'll take both. I just, I did want to say that the feminist movement uh, movement was actually started by men. I don't know if people know that it was started by the communists. Uh, and and uh, I, I can't I can't give you their names or I can't give you the just to break up the family unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was literally to to, make, to break up the family family unit. And um, and I just want I just don't want people to have that misconception like. That women, that's, that's the thing, that men make or break the, uh, you know, the civilization. You know, they're the initiators, that's the thing. And anyways, um, and the other thing about red flags was, yeah, the man can't be emotional. The man can't want to stay at home. <laughs> he has to be hardworking. And the man can, uh, he has to be selfless, so he can't be trying to take advantage of you, you know. There's, I mean, it's one thing if he struggles but he, you can't, like, for example, if he struggles really, really bad, like, you know, uh, like, he, he has an addiction, you know, to porn or something like that, and, you know, it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, if, however, if he's like, oh, but I really want to hold your hand or whatever, <laughs> you know, but then, like, sometimes, you know, sometimes he might go a little bit overboard and, you know, maybe you guys already, you know, repented from that or whatever. And so then, so then you kind of, you give him another chance. You know, that's, that's just, that's just case by case, you know. But, but, um, uh, overall, he should be... Able to control himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. You know, not, n- not a pig. <laughs> you know, not just se- selfish and just... What? <laughs> and Maybe just... I weigh as much as a pig would come up with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so those are the red flags I can think of for that. Uh, for the movie, what's your rate? I mean, I'll give it a, you know, my expectations were shifted, so I'll give it a solid eight. Hmm. I'd say seven, or se- seven or seven and a half. I was going to say seven and a half for me. <sighs> You're so weird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, the um, music, though. Yeah, we obviously didn't cover and like nearly. I mean, there's just I guess a lot to uncover, but I think we covered what we wanted to cover. At least the the main things we wanted to cover. And remember, this is about the movie, not okay, the 2005 movie, not the book. 
I didn't read the book. I don't care about the book. I don't want to see the book. I didn't see the older movie version. I saw the 2005 one, okay? Um, and yeah. Uh, thank you, Nicholas, for coming on. <laughs> and for sh- in short notice, too. And thank you, Dave, for coming. Thank you. This is my home, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thank, you you coming. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you for having us. Thank you for hosting. Go host. Oh, no, thank you for hosting my podcast that you co-host. And that <laughs> Anyways. We're really <laughs> pleased right. right. to be co-hosting. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, thanks for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, if you want to get this guy's phone number, I mean, hey, I'll put it... <laughs> and description uh, <laughs> yeah if you subscribe then maybe I'll think about it <laughs> anyways well um, yeah, like I said thank you for coming and God bless